Hi everyone, welcome to Type Talks. Today we're here to talk about how is it like to date an ENFJ? Uh, well, let me preface by saying, I think that ENFJs like to give disclaimers before people come in the comments. Oh, that's not me. That's not how my boyfriend is. So uh, before anybody comes in saying stuff like that, I will mainly be speaking from my experience. Um, of asking other people <laughs> or the feedback that I've gotten from other people in dating me, both um, positive and negative, as well as what I've observed in other people, you know, either if they're ENFJs who have dated other people and then what they've gotten back or um, what people who have dated ENFJs pretty much have like told me. I'm pretty much just gonna collect and pool all of that, but um, just know that Yes, I might say something or things that might not suit every single ENFJ. These are patterns, not the Bible. Um, so all of that being said, um, I think one of the biggest things about dating an ENFJ is that in my opinion and personal um, experience, ENFJs possibly more than any other type because every type has their forte, but possibly more than any other type, ENFJs are the most interested in understanding the concept of interpersonal dynamics. And with FE and NI as their two top functions, their main focus is understanding a, 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 a dynamic or a relationship almost as if it's like a third entity of some sort and being able to pick it apart and understand it to its like best levels. And so all of that being said, I think that ENFJs are perpetually trying to ameliorate their relationships. They're very often seeing, okay, this is the seed that it is right now. And this is the plant that it can become one day if I decide to give it this much water, if I decide to tend to it in this manner, if I decide to do that oh, that seed is not really going to produce that much, so I'm probably not even going to get involved with that one to begin with. Um, or I might not, I might give it the excess water that I have, but I won't really like focus as much on it. So I think that ENFJs, because they are most um, focused on interpersonal dynamics and the concept of relationships in general, then they're often trying to improve them. So therefore, they can be happy with where a relationship is, but not necessarily satisfied. Um, and when I say not satisfied, I mean that we do not believe in stagnancy in a relationship. Um, I think that, you know, for example, even with marriage vows, when it comes to the vow of like, till death do us part, um, Kirk Franklin, who I also believe is an ENFJ, um, in his book, The Blueprint, he wrote, he said that the vows are till death do us part because it takes a lifetime um, to be able to get to know someone. Um, and I think that that's something that ENFJs, they very deeply crave. It's like, how can I better get to know you more and more and more and just keep on peeling back more layers of yourself? And in order for you to be able to know yourself more, I might have to expose you to more things that'll teach you more about yourself so that then you can also teach me what you've learned about yourself. And then I can tell you what I've also learned about myself. And that's just a big thing there. 
Um, and so ENFJs will be constantly looking for ways to improve the relationship. And honestly speaking, that can become annoying. With my wife, um, Jamila, now who's an ISFP, um, when we were dating, even before I knew anything about type, I used to usually ask her a lot, like, is there anything more that I could be doing to be a better boyfriend for you? Like, are there any, you know, is there any constructive feedback that you have for me? Stuff like that. And it got to a point where she was kind of like annoyed. She's like, no, Denzel, you're kind of perfect. Like, you know, and I'm not saying that like in a bragging way, I'm definitely not perfect, but she pretty much saw the effort that I was already putting in. And she was pretty much saying like, honestly, the best criticism or constructive feedback that I have for you right now is to stop asking for so much constructive feedback <laughs> on how to become better. Um, and I think that, yeah, I feel like a lot of ENFJs might be able to relate to that. In fact, one of the things that, you know, when I later on that year uh, learned about type, I saw some blog article talking about how ENFJs can have a tendency to do that. Um, and that in itself could be annoying to their partner. And me and Jamila both laughed so hard at that because like, yeah, I'm definitely an ENFJ. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think that that's even how I am in my friendships. Um, I just, I literally just want to be the best that I can be in a friendship slash relationship. My, I want my interpersonal dynamics to be as quality as they possibly can. And with FE as a dominant function, it's always looking at what are the weak points of a relationship and what are the strength points of a relationship and how do I strengthen the weak points? Um, and so, especially if you're in a romantic relationship, well, then that's the relationship that you're going to probably most prioritize in a sense and try to ameliorate as much as you possibly can. Um, so I think that that could be one of the most annoying things about dating in the NFJ. But if you appreciate that their heart is really not necessarily like something's wrong with you slash us, but it's more that I just want us to continue to become better and better and better. If you can appreciate that growth mindset, I think that that can take you very far in your relationship. But if you can't, if you don't really like that, um, then it could irritate the ENFJ just as much as it can irritate you because the ENFJ could feel like, okay, well, you're okay with stagnancy and that's boring to me. I want us to continue to be leveling up in our relationship with depth and intimacy. Um, and so it all depends on how you view it that way. And then for the you know other things, I think that uh, ENFJs, we are indeed extroverts. So our focus is on the external world primarily in the external world of interpersonal dynamics, we have a higher capacity to be able to hold and manage more relationships than the average person. Um, however, I, I think that that's a big thing that could also make maybe some jealous partners, you know, like kind of like upset that could bother them because they could misread a lot of things at the ENFJ, like, you know, the ENFJ goes deeper into their friendships than the average person might. And a romantic partner who's, I mean, from my perspective would see it as like, I would see it as like selfish, but like, you know, just kind of like wants all of that to themselves. They might see that as like the ENFJ kind of like almost whoring out in a way. Um, and if you are someone who's like that, then maybe an ENFJ is probably not for you. Um, my wife said it one time in one of the videos that we've done together that it's almost like for her, she she pretty much, I don't remember how she put it, but it was something like 
dating Superman, where it's like you have to be okay with your um, husband slash boyfriend getting that call, like probably like late at night because somebody's trying to walk off of a bridge. Literally, there was a person who was trying to walk off a something at one point, you know, it's like, or somebody's dog died or like whatever, like, and stuff like that. Like an ENFJ is, is most times not going to want to be just an island couple. They believe that they, with great power comes great responsibility. So you can't just be this lovey-dovey couple that's just blinded out to all of the other people in the world in a way. Like Martin Luther King Jr., like he loved Coretta Scott, but he still had a mission and a lot of times wasn't even home. Um, and hopefully, you know, that's not always the case, but pretty much all of that to say that the ENFJ's mindset to help the people that they, their community and the people that they're able to impact, um, that might get in the way sometimes of somebody who wants to just hog the ENFJ to themselves. And an ENFJ might allow that, but they might feel suffocated by it. So you have to allow your ENFJ to be able to have room to have friendships that go deep and you have to be secure and confident. And in order to build that security, build depth with your ENFJ. Um, the more depth that you build with them, trust me, you're, you're not, you're not going to be replaceable. Like the ideal is to get to a point where you are so confident and secure in where you stand with your ENFJ partner that they can talk to whoever they're talking to. And you just know, like, you're their person. So it doesn't matter who they're speaking to. Your level's way beyond. And you can almost have some sort of like cockiness to that. I think that's really, personally, I think that's really hot because then that's that's how you know that like, I've shown you like you are special, you know? And I also then appreciate that freedom, that, that security and that confidence and that freedom that you allow me to be able to explore intimacy and friendships, you know, in a platonic way. Um, and then I think probably lastly, uh, which kind of just ties in with everything, dating an ENFJ is essentially just deep conversations almost all the time, like pretty much like when you're watching a movie with them, they're probably going to be psychoanalyzing it. Almost anything becomes an enriching conversation. And if you're the type of person who's going to constantly tell the ENFJ, like, it's not that deep, or, you know, like, why are you always like psychoanalyzing stuff? Or like, why, like, if you're going to try to like suppress their intellectual prowess of some sort, maybe you should find a different person to date um, because this is actually love language for them. And even if you can't go there with them, if you can at least show appreciation and allow them to be able to have that with another person um, and you still continue to focus on what you bring to the table, I think that's also great in itself. But very much avoid, you know, suppressing their introverted intuition function because that's already something that, you know, sometimes a lot of ENFJs, they can feel like um, is not welcome in the world. And so then they just kind of like conform and be what other people want them to be, but then they don't show the depth that they actually have. So when they find someone who's actually willing to see all of that and appreciate it, it's like, no, I don't think that's weird. Okay, maybe it is weird, 
but in a good way. I appreciate it. And I love all the insight and the depth and the analogies and the metaphors and everything that you provide and give me more. That's such a love language. And if you can be that person for the ENFJ, they'll cherish you forever. So yeah, I think just off the top of my head, those are some of the main things um, on what it's like to date an ENFJ. Really well put, Denzel. ENFJs do have that constant growth mindset. So they really don't like to stay stagnant. Just as an ENTJ is always like, we got to be improving, we got to be improving, we got to be improving. An ENFJ is not going to want to stay at just the level you've always been at with your relationship or with life. They want to also level up too. And I believe this is a quality of auxiliary introverted intuition. You see the potential of something and it makes you restless with the current reality because you're aiming for that vision of what things could be, the ideal of things. ENFJs notice the ideal state of relationships. They also want to create that and facilitate that and they want to have the deepest kind of connection you can have with someone. So how intimate can a relationship be? They want to explore that. They want to know the depth of connection, the depth of relational bond you can have with someone. It's really oh, intensely satisfying. And so ENFJs really like to explore connection. This means oftentimes getting to the deepest level with someone means that you are exploring their mind and their psyche. And so ENFJs are really good at understanding you as a person, you and your nuance, you and the flavors of you just getting to know your mind and how it makes sense of things. There's a certain kind of intimacy that comes from being able to know someone's mind really well because you know the concept of them very clearly. And on an intuitive level, that, that can be very satisfying. Um, yeah. Embrace our intuition just as much as you embrace our goofing off SE side as well. Like there's both in the middle there for a reason. Absolutely. And so thank you, Denzel, for coming out and telling us these gold nuggets about ENFJs. I appreciate everyone for listening, and I'll see you all in the next episode. Bye.